Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we journey into science fiction, science, fact, and fantasy in all their forms. And wow, it's been quite a ride. And it's continuing to be a ride through outer space. Yes, and speaking of continuing voyages, our guest oh, today. You're good. You're good. <laughs> our nice, guest today is nice, nice segue, guys. Is none other is none other than Vic Mignana. No. Ah, even better. No. Yes, Mignana. That was, that. was that right? Yes, Mignana. Mignana, Mignana is good enough for me. Boy, like, Amy. Like tomorrow in Spanish. Exactly so. Okay, well, I can always edit that out. We do have a cutting room floor, and it gets used liberally. <laughs> you sweep it sometime, would you? I think Ben Bova's still on the floor. And I'm tripping <laughs> over David Gerald. I hate when that happens. Oh, yeah. So does he. I wish he'd go home. Anyway, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Hi, hey, and hello, welcome to guys. the show. How are you? We are fine. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm busy working away here. Um, I'm actually down at the studio at our, at our, uh, at our studio facility down in, uh, Jacksonville, Florida area and getting ready, uh, getting the sets ready and building things and painting things and fixing things, getting ready for our episode four shoot in, uh, in January. Episode four of what? Star Trek continues! Oh, yes. Now, considering Gene (laughs) and I had met as teenage Trekkies, no Trekker, none of that nonsense even existed yet. There were three seasons. There weren't going to be any more Star Trek episodes ever. And you know what? We lived with it. But it seems that there are some more. We watched your show and my gosh, you've, you've caught the feeling and the look and the, mm, the ambiance. I share a childhood a lifelong passion born in my early years for Star Trek. The original series was very, very, very uh, impactful and inspirational to me. And uh, I've always loved it. I always loved what made it special. And uh, it's something that I, I think whatever it was that made the original series special, I don't think any of the subsequent series quite captured it quite the same way. And so, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I decided that I'd really love to get the chance to fulfill a childhood dream and play Captain Kirk. And so I put together a team of great, great people. And uh, we partnered up with another uh, fan production called Starship Farragut. We started building the sets. And uh, now here we are a year and a year and a half later, and we have three episodes out and 
people are really seeming to enjoy what we're doing. So we're very excited. Well, they're here. There are two fans in this room who are enjoying what you're doing a whole lot. Well, thank I watched, you. Thank you so much. we watched, uh, we watched the first one and we're going to watch, uh, I think we've watched the first two. First two. We're s- kind of saving the, the last oh my for gosh. a rainy you, day you, when we're really down. Episode three yet? Not yet. You guys, we're so, the second episode was better than the first. Well, that's and the true. Fir- and the third one's even better than the second. You're going to die. Well, we noticed that there was a huge difference between the second and the first episodes. I mean, you just, you just seem to acquire a mastery of all the little nuances that made the show, uh, what it was. Uh, well, and, thank and you. it I, just, I feel like it's a work in progress and we're, you know, we're certainly learning and, and growing with each episode. I mean, I, I, but there's was, a feel for the 1960s aesthetic and the way people sat and moved and lit things. But also the way they spoke or fought. Right. You know, fight choreography has changed a lot since then. Oh yeah. We still live our, live and love our big roundhouse punches that <laughs> you'd get creamed if you did that in real life. But it doesn't matter because it looks good. Exactly. Like exactly. Uh, Shatner fighting the Gorn. You know. Exactly. And, and the, the classic Shatner fighting moves. Which all, oh yes. Well, it, we tried to incorporate some of those into the, <laughs> Second episode when uh-huh. I, uh, when I gave the double punch, the double fist punch to, to Lou Ferrigno. And I then noticed I, that. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that. And then came running and gave him the, the kick in the chest and. Oh, it was magnificent. So let's, let's talk about your actors. Um, you, you got the best guest stars apparently. You've got Lou Ferrigno. You had Michael Forrest playing, uh, Apollo and, and accounting for 40 years of, of apparent aging, which, yeah, which was really yeah. cool. That was a brilliant move. Thank I mean, I, that was just brilliant. Well, I really wanted, I had heard that Mike Forrest wanted to do another Star Trek thing and I, I thought that might be a really good premiere episode. Yeah. And so I, I got together with him in Los Angeles and I, I pitched my idea to him. I told him, Michael, I've got an Apollo redemption story here. And, uh, and he really liked the idea and he was willing to even come out of retirement in order to, uh, in order to do the episode. So. Well, he's still we were... got that, that charisma. I gotta say. Oh, he does. Holy moly, does he? Oh boy. Yeah. I, that was just one of the, just, such a powerful performance. He ruled the yeah. room. Yeah. Good, didn't mind him upstaging Captain Kirk too much, apparently. But uh, well, it's all right. You get to you get to stay in the show. So he's Michael Forrest. He's allowed to. So you've How? got a fourth episode coming up. Oh yeah, we've got a fourth episode and a fifth episode. So and... no spoilers, but what can you tell us? Well, do you have a title for starters? I can tell you, but we have not released the title, so I'm ah, not going to tell you. Okay. You want to tell us, you want to release the titles here? No, but thank you for asking. <laughs> um, oh, I, uh, I will tell you that the third episode was very action-oriented, uh, a lot of physical action, and the fourth episode is going to be very dramatic. Um, it's, uh, it's a very, very dramatic episode, a very character driven episode and, uh, very Captain Kirk centric episode, which we've not done. We've not really done that yet. Um, and, uh, our fifth episode, I will tell you, uh, is going to be our first episode off the ship. 
Ooh. Cool. Um, I don't, I don't know if, if we've shared that information with anybody, but, uh, I will tell you guys that, um, it's going, that we're going to be getting off the ship. Um, the well, if you episode. need, if you need, uh, Vasquez rocks, we're, we're pretty, uh, convenient today. Well, that is true. And, it, you know, they, they charge a lot of money. Oh, they, just, boy, well, howdy. they do. do. Oh, gosh, yeah. You can't, yeah, uh, you can't just waltz up there anymore. In, in true California fashion. Let's uh let's make sure we charge you for everything we possibly can. Yeah, the uh the um site registration I'm I'm sorry. The location rules in California are bizarre. If you have a helicopter shot that chases the action from a a, a public park over the freeway into a private uh, residential backyard onto a commercial property, you have to get uh, four different permits, four separate insurance <laughs> policies, <sighs> police for every separate location, a separate crew for each one, and you've just blown probably $200,000 in a day. Happily, you shouldn't need that for Star Trek. We, we very seldom go to 21st century <laughs> uh, locations. Well, I won't I, say I never. Say, you can I come to my say, house. I would say you just outlined exactly why so many productions are leaving California. Mm-hmm. And Alas. Anyway, so you're about due for, for a comedy episode. Your, your trouble with tribbles, your piece of the action. Well, it's funny you should say that. I've, I've been wanting to think of a good humorous episode, something lighthearted. Um, certainly we're not going to do tribbles again. No. Uh-huh. Uh, that's been done. That that's a a lot. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Tribbles are kind of a one show pony. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a cute idea, but you don't drag it out too much. And I love the piece of the action. That that was a great episode, one of my favorites. Um, but we we have been kicking around some ideas for some uh, some humorous, lighthearted episodes. I have a a treatment I may pitch you then. <laughs> well, feel free to send it to me. Okay. I'm open to I, I'm, I'm open I'm, to I'm good may, ideas. I may do this. There's uh, something I was wanting to ask you about, and that is that uh, you're not only starring in this thing and directing it, and uh, you're and writing a lot of the stuff. You're also swinging a hammer. I mean, you're out there building this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. The dedication, I, I, somebody just, told somebody asked me once. Somebody on my production team asked me why my name wasn't in the credits under everything I do. And I said because people would probably really get annoyed seeing my name 15 times in the credits. Um, so I don't even take credit uh, in the credit rolls at the end of the episodes for a lot of the things that I do. But I, I do build things. I work in makeup and design and, and, uh, and you know, work with the costumes and I work with special effects and editing and sound design and original music and, uh, you know, a lot of different things. But I don't, you know, I don't feel the, the need to take, you know, to take a credit for every single thing. That's, I well, think that's the difference between a, a boss and a leader. You've seen the picture with, with the, a cart and the boss is sitting on top of it whipping the guys who are pulling the cart. That's the boss. The leader is the one who, where the, the leader is out in front pulling with them and saying, this way, boys. You know what? I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. I'd like, I'd like to think that that's, 
I'd like to think that that's the way I, I try to, to lead because I certainly love to be hands on. It does make for a lot of stress, you know, because you mm-hmm. find yourself kind of really, you know, overloading yourself sometimes, you know, with too much. But, um, but I do love being a part of, of each element very much the way I think Roddenberry was. You know, mm-hmm. Roddenberry was the visionary. He knew what he wanted Star Trek to look like and, and, and sound like. It was his vision. And I, I feel like Star Trek continues is my vision. And I've been fortunate enough to, to put together a team of people that, you know, that have a, a similar mindset and a passion for what we're doing. And that's priceless. You and- sure do. You get to play Star Trek with your friends all the time. It's- yeah. Tell us about uh, who who these like-minded people are. You, I believe that the Spock character is played by a good friend of yours. Well, yeah, a lot of them are good friends. I would start with probably uh, Matt Busey is our director of photography. Mm-hmm. And he was actually the very first person that I, when I decided I was going to do this, he was the first person I asked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Casey Shafsky, who is our... Uh, unit production manager and Ralph Miller, who is a very longtime friend and extremely talented sound designer and engineer. Oh boy, is that a very important part of Star Trek? If oh, you don't yes, have it those is. sounds he right. Is, he is a master. Right out of it. Uh, and then, um, Lisa, Lisa Hansel and Tim Vitito are makeup uh, supervisors and, um, Chris White, our first AD, um, those are kind of the production team, like the core production uh, producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, peripherally, there are people like James Kerwin, who is uh, a director and has helped me write some of the latest episodes, and he directed episode three, and I've asked him to direct episode four. And then uh, people like Ginger Holly and uh, in costuming, and uh, William Smith, our prop master and, and set master. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's our cast. Uh, Todd Habercorn, who plays Mr. Spock, is a fellow voice actor friend of mine. Chuck Huber, another fellow uh, anime voice actor, plays Dr. McCoy. Uh, Grant Imahara from Mythbusters plays Sulu. I Chris love that. Dewan, Chris Dewan, who plays Scotty, is playing his father's role. Uh, his father Which was the original Scotty. Which is an amazing Scotty. thing. That's just an amazing um, thing that you would have him with you. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we've all become such great friends and we just love what we're doing. It's truly an, an amazing group of people. And I'm, I'm honored beyond words by, by the team that I put together. And every one of them just knocks it out of the park. Every single one of you. I mean, you included. I mean, I've watched you on screen. You even walk across the room like William Shatner did. <laughs> There's a certain swagger. That was my Captain Kirk. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not for Chris Pine. I'm not up for any other captain incarnations of Captain Kirk. Uh, any other captains even. My Captain Kirk was my guy and I loved Shatner's Captain Kirk. So when I decided that we were going to do this, I wanted to make sure and capture as much of what I loved about the original series as I possibly could. The attention to detail is just astonishing. I mean, right 
right down to the lighting and the editing. The editing is done in the same style. The lighting is done in exactly the same style. The, your lighter is a genius. Well, that's Matt Busey. Yeah, that's our he's, he's a genius. Yes, he, he is. Yes, ev- he is. Everybody. <laughs> he and I sat everybody down. Everybody on your show. He and I sat down early, early on, and we talked about, you know, how we were going to light this to make it look like the original series. And he has studied a lot of original episodes, you know, in great detail mm-hmm. to make sure that what we were doing felt like what they did. Well, it certainly worked. You, uh. You mentioned that uh, the fellow who plays Spock was a fellow voice actor, and right. it's uh, the people who are listening to this show right now. You're listening to the Event Horizon on Krypton Radio, by the way, and our guest is Vic Mignogna, and the star of uh, Star Trek Continues that just won the Geeky Awards in 2014 this past uh, season. Uh, congratulations on that again, by thank the you, way. Thank you so much. We also, just a couple of weeks after that, Won uh, one award the award for best new media at the Burbank Film Festival. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So, um, and that, those were both for episode three. So Jeff Victor runs. You guys that. need to hurry up and uh, and watch episode three. Was that uh, was that Jeff Rector's? Yes, film Jeff festival. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We interviewed him uh, a little bit before the film festival. Uh, he he'd already been he beat you to the event horizon on Krypton Radio by a few months. <laughs> we'll fix that. Yeah. So, um, but you, where I was going with this was that you mentioned that your, your, uh, the, your friend who plays Spock is a fellow voice actor and. Let's talk about voice acting. Yeah. You have been doing this a long, long time. You oh, are. Yes, I have. We I've walked into acting. Salt Lake and, oh, we're going to talk to so, a fellow Star Trek person. Great. Room was full of anime fans. My God, you're a rock star to those people. Well, I don't know about that, but oh, I know yeah, that. I and do. We were standing I, on the stage I, looking at the people and they were just, they were going out of their minds. Every time you mentioned a character's name, whoop! <laughs> and that place was packed to way beyond what the fire marshal would have allowed had they been there. Well, I mean, they were, you know oh what? my you god, know, I've never seen fans, such a crowd. Anime fans are the best fans in the world. And, uh, I mean, I've been around all different types of fandom. Myself being a, a sci-fi fan, and uh, and anime fans are absolutely the best fans. Um, I enjoyed Salt Lake City so very much, and uh, I've been I've been voice acting for about oh probably fifteen years now. You're not old enough. Oh yes, I am. I've been voice acting for about fifteen years. I've I've done more than uh, two hundred and fifty different animated series and video games and. Hundreds of different characters, and uh, very, very, very grateful for the opportunity to do what I get to do. Yeah, you don't look. Um, what Susan was saying was that you don't look anywhere near old enough to have any kind of a resume at all. You look like you're. You look. I mean, I I saw you on uh, Star Trek Continues, which is the first time I saw your face. I've been hearing your voice. He's thirty or on, something. Yeah, we figured thirty tops. Oh God, bless tops. you. God bless you. Maybe folks. late twenties, and I don't know how. I, you know, you. I'm not. We're not giving a, it away, but anybody can look him up on Wikipedia, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, you've obviously got a, a a painting hidden in your attic or something. <laughs> but uh, and and you, when we we were on stage with you at Salt Lake, you were had so much energy, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. But I 
I suspect it has something to do with nuclear fusion. <laughs> well, I I don't have an answer for you except that uh you know I I'm I I've got to try to stay as young as possible because you know I'm trying to play a 36 you know 35 36 year old Captain Kirk and uh, so I'm doing my best to hang on. Well, it keeps you young. What parts well, do we you know? know? I hope so. I I think so. What parts uh? What do we know you from from your uh, anime voicing? Just well, hit a I few would high say points. Probably some of the more well known characters are uh, Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yes, Edward. Uh, uh, shows like Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, uh, Bleach, Digimon, uh, Pokemon, uh, Yu Gi Oh, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, Avengers, know uh, Iron Man, Wolverine. Oh, um, wow. That is, that's like a laundry list of every cool animated show that's been on <laughs> anywhere in the last 20 years. That's amazing. If you're old, if you, if you live long enough, you eventually get to do some cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you've got a Christmas album out, but I don't, well, think, I actually, I don't think it's the Wolverine know, actually, Christmas. Actually, let album. me, let me just say, um, I've been writing and producing music about twice as long as I've been voice acting. Wow. And, uh, and have I have, short. I have six different music CDs all on iTunes. Uh, they're all also available at, uh, at my fan club website, www.risenbullrangers.com. Mm-hmm. That's R-I-S-E-M-B-O-O-L, risenbull.rangers.com. And, uh, I also have a, a live concert DVD that, uh, that I just released recently. Music is a very big part of my life. And, uh, I've been playing the piano and writing and producing music for about 30 years. 35. Gosh. Wow. So. <laughs> Better catch I'm up, just, Bubba. Yeah, I've got some, I've got some catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. wants me to produce his Vulcan harp album. And, uh, ah. You think I'm kidding. <laughs> you get on that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got a Vulcan harp about, uh, 20 years ago. And it's a replica of the one that Nimoy played in Star Trek V. Well, it, it is actually playable. It, built by the same person who built the one for the movie. Wow. It looks great, but we're gonna have to do some sound effects to it to make it sound that way. So, how long is the production cycle for, uh, the fourth episode of Star Trek Continues likely to be? You're starting in January. Well, it's his way, it's his way of being a fanboy and saying, when do we get to see it? What's it out? Is it done yet? Well, let me just say this. Um, we're getting ready to launch another Kickstarter. Uh huh. Uh, I funded the first episode myself. And then after we, we did the first episode, we launched a Kickstarter and we raised enough money to make three more episodes, which is exactly what we've done. Uh, unlike some, Unlike some uh, ventures that raise money on Kickstarter to do something and they never do it, or they do it poorly, we've uh, we've made three more episodes and we're now out of money, and so it's time to launch another Kickstarter. So we're going to be launching another Kickstarter in January. Um, so everybody, keep your eyes open for that. We would be most honored uh, by your contributions. If you like what you see in Star Trek Continues and want to see more. We can help with that, but we need the money. We need some help with, from the fans to do it. Um, we try to do two episodes a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do more, 
But that would come down to two very important things, money and good stories. You'd be amazed when you start being critical and being very choosy about about the kind of stories you tell. It's a lot harder to come by good stories than you would think it is. Oh, yes. I've I've done some uh, reading, and uh, the the number of stories that you see compared to the number of stories that are actually readable out loud is uh, yeah. astonishingly poor. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, I, I, I was very optimistic that once we released our first episode and invited people to send us, you know, epi- I thought that great stories would just come out of the woodwork. I mean, they would just come oozing out. And you know what I mean? And people would have all these great story ideas. And I was very, very, very surprised that, like, I bet I've gotten 80, I've probably gotten 80 script ideas or story ideas. And and they just, you know, they're okay, but they're just <clears throat> not at the level of what we want to do. And it's, so, and it's like that everywhere. I mean, everybody's got a novel in the drawer or a screenplay in the, in the drawer. Right. And, oh, I wish I could say that those novels and screenplays shouldn't stay in those drawers. Well, the the sainted Theodore Sturgeon, what did he say? 90% of everything is crap. Let's just be yes. kindly and say crap. That wasn't the term he used. <laughs> well, I, I, I regrettably concur. Well, we will find you the 10%. Maybe one of them's listening now. That would be, that would, would be great. great, actually. That would be wonderful. And so, when the time comes, the time you can comes. count on the support of Krypton Radio to help uh, get the word out on your Kickstarter. Well, we are, I sure appreciate that. We are at we, your command, we relying, Captain. We are relying on the graces and the kindness of, of strangers and people that like what we're doing. Okay, well, I, I know the Captain has a busy day ahead of him, a busy night. Yes, but I, I'm so glad I got the chance to finally talk with you guys, and I certainly hope to see you at the Salt Lake Comic Con next year. That's a possibility. I know that there's anime cons, and a young person we know may want to go. Oh, <laughs> let's make that happen. Yeah. Thank you so much, Vic Mignana, for joining us on Krypton Radio's Event Horizon this evening. We wish you well, and good luck on uh, your beginning in production your in January. Thank you. I'm glad we got a chance to do this, and I'll hope to see you soon. Absolutely. It's a date. All right, thanks, guys. It's a date. You have just heard Episode 86 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for January 17th, 2015. Our guest has been Vic Mignogna, voice actor in more anime series than I can count, and Captain Kirk in the fan web series Star Trek Continues, as well as its producer and one of its writers. To find out more, go to StarTrekContinues.com. Your hosts have been Krypton Radio's station manager, Gene Turnbow, and our executive producer, Susan Fox. Our production manager is Kat Carter. This episode will air again on January 18th, 2015 at 4 p.m. Pacific, and at various additional times throughout the coming week. See the Krypton Radio website at kryptonradio.com for showtimes in your area. Once all the air times have passed, you will find this episode and others as downloads at the Krypton Radio website, and on iTunes and Stitcher as podcasts. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was Mark Schirmeister, 
The engineer was Christian B. McGuire, the navigator was Christine Cherry, and the captain was voiced by legendary science fiction writer Larry Niven. This program and its contents, except where provided by others, are copyright 2015 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. <laughs>